This show doesn't end when that last bit of music plays. If you support us on Patreon, we have an exclusive series going called Swick Extra Minutes, where we keep the recordings going after each episode and share that exclusively with our Patreon supporters. That's not the only thing we share with our Patreon supporters. We also have a set of specials created exclusively for our Patreon feed with a lot more to come and a lot of ideas coming up in the near future. So to learn more and help support the show while getting access to all these exclusive episodes, visit our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash neozaz. Been watching films of old, a smile upon my face. The stories were so bold from another time and place. The product of the mind of one specific man But now he's gone and I'm not on board with this plan You see they keep making films These money-making whores And force upon us crap like these things that they call the ports There's Ray Finn and Powell And some old douche named Snoke I keep hoping that I wake up And find that it's a joke Cause Lucas didn't write this shit do 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 and I don't like it one damn bit. Do 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 do. No, Lucas didn't write this shit. No, Lucas didn't write this shit. Remember how it was Watching A New Hope That movie worked because The story was so dope He kicked it up a notch With Empire and Jedi When it all ended, man, I thought that I would cry Then came Indiana Jones He knocked it out the park And wrote this little ditty Called Raiders of the Lost Ark But now things have changed Like they don't give a fuck At this point I'd be happy to watch Howard the Duck Cause Lucas didn't write this shit Finn has an ass that doesn't quit Lucas didn't write this shit. Do 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 No, Lucas didn't write this shit. Do 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 do. I miss him so damn much. His beard and flannel shirt. I didn't think I would, but he is gone and I am hurt. These new stories blow Hey Disney, tell me this How can you call it Lucasfilm without a Lucas? Cause Lucas didn't write this shit They decided they didn't want to use the stories They decided they were going to go do their own thing And so I decided, fine But basically, I'm not going to try to They weren't that keen to have me involved anyway But at the same time, I said, I'm not going to Because they're not going to do what I want to do No, Lucas didn't write this shit J.J. Abrams can go spit No, Lucas didn't write this shit Zuckus doesn't deserve Hagen does <laughs> oh now i want ice cream god damn you guys <laughs> this is star wars in character the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the star wars universe backstories histories and details you never knew 
wanted to know, Chichuta. or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Zuckus. 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 I can't add to that. I'll just ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to say it say this way. Zuckus appeared in Empire Strikes Back and then and everything else. You yeah. know. <laughs> the two important ones are Empire Strikes Back and Super Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> we ever did that, huh? <laughs> in the in the Super Nintendo game, mm-hmm. huh? Uh-uh. <sighs> well, my name is Kristen O'Brien. <laughs> oh, okay. Matt got it. Good. Okay, cool. Robot Chicken, right? Yeah, yep. yes. Oh, that's right, yeah. Today I'm joined by Catherine Matt Rowe. I know that one. Now, this is the greatest name of all time. For Lou. <laughs> I am joined by Lou Sexy Walker. <laughs> what? Lou Sexy Walker. What is Sexy Walker? Is that in his story? No, it's just Lou Skywalker and, and Lou Sexy. Oh, just, oh, you keep changing the rules. God damn it. <laughs> Lou, and Luke, Star Wars, we got it. It's good, it's good, right? It's right? Good. right? It's there. It's perfect. Luke, sexy Walker. Isn't that great? <laughs> great. Uh, it's the greatest name I've ever heard. I'm because you are sexy and you walk around. You're a sexy walker. And you walk around. <laughs> what happens when he gets a spinal injury? Oh! <laughs> I mean, what happens in the rare, in the in the, the, the off chance that, that Luke gets a spinal injury? What happens when I hit him in the back with a sledgehammer? I mean... <laughs> I mean, you know... God. Are you okay, Lou? Are you uh, right? For now, oh, yeah. cool. for now, I fell kids. out of my chair and I think I injured my spine. You just ruined the chance of Lou Terrible. sitting near us to watch a movie now, Ted. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that ruined it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a ball peen hammer. Uh, it's a sex thing. So leave me alone. Last but not least, Tuck is Tim. Tuck it in, Tim. I never knew that was his name in the fifth draft of Empire. It was. I, you know what? I left that fact out. I'm glad you threw it in there. Tuckus. 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 In the fifth draft of Empire Strikes Back, his name was Tuckus. That's weird, you know? <laughs> that just sounds like a hillbilly. Hey, man, over there's Tuckus. Hey! <laughs> Got some shine. A little, little white lining over here. <laughs> Let him go. Well, He's Matt. done. I'm done. Okay. Tell us all about Forlorn. All right. Well, first and foremost, I have to inform everybody, this is a Patreon pick. In fact, this is the very first Patreon pick. It was picked like three years ago, so I'm a little late on this. (laughs) It was picked by Eric Aceres, who is not only a longtime Patreon supporter, he's also a friend of ours and co-host of this year's Halloween series, a commentary on Elm Street, which he does with Chris. You guys have are doing. I'm telling Chris this like he doesn't know. You guys are commentating, doing commentary on all the. I almost said Friday the Thirteenth, all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, yes. and we're up and to by this release. We're probably up to like seven or eight, but they're they're online now. Though, and it's running throughout the entire month of October. And Derek um, texted me. He said we should rename it "Other Boobs, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> after Luke, uh, yeah. Luke says that every episode he asks me are there boobs in this well, it's been forever since I've seen these movies so I'm like I don't know buddy you just gotta watch <laughs> fair question you gotta yeah. be surprised like we were when we found out exactly yeah we didn't have Mr. Skin back then and then leave the room <laughs> and, then, and come back he does that I missed that part no oh, okay I was gonna say I was like hold on now well he does take some long showers yeah, I will say that <laughs> well so do I <laughs> all right so thank you eric for your continued support sorry i'm late but i think you're going to enjoy this now we have talked we have done the forlorn episode we did that literally six years ago was episode 19 and zuckus came up a lot in that story three years later we did an episode on torn far that was episode 145 and zuckus came up in that one as well we're at 200 this is number 219 as far as a like a character episode, not counting specials. This is the 
character proper so 219 so 200 episodes later you think we wouldn't have anything left to talk about with zuckus but man you would be wrong because yeah, we got wrong. some stuff to talk about you are so tuckus wrong <laughs> yeah. all right watch your mouth let's set the <laughs> stage of what we do know zuckus was one of the bounty hunters on the executor in the empire strikes back he was kind of the i always thought he was kind of looked like a bug like a fly yeah Okay, yeah, so did I. Most bug looking one. His partner was Forlom, which was the one of two droids. This is the one that had like the C three field body and then kind of like the Zuckus head. Yeah. Yeah, true. So those those two were partners. Um we also know that his we did not know his name was actually Zuckus for like thirty years, thanks to Ke- uh Kenner. <laughs> which again, I don't know why they felt the need to change it. it it's like if it was already established. And exactly. Then someday, yeah. It just really didn't matter. And you're right. Other yeah, than the fact really, that once, once it was changed, it's like, oh yeah, four dash LOM. That's like C C dash three P or two dash D two that it, the, the nomenclature matches, but who really cared before that? Yeah. Right. All right. So here's what you didn't know about Zuckus. Here we go. Well, maybe you knew he this He likes part. peanut butter. <laughs> so he, was a, <laughs> he is a Gand from the planet Gand. I like that. I think we should change the name human to Earth. So yeah. Earth beings and Earth kind. And I think we actually do that in Star Trek now I think about that. So, all right, that idea has already been done. He came from a long lineage of finesmen's. And I'll give you guys one guess what a finesman does. They find find man. There you go. Yeah, they find no. people, things, places, and oh, events. So it they was find events. All right, I'm getting. Yeah, here we go with that. That that piqued my curiosity. So I clicked on the link for find man, and I thought at this point I was gonna do uh, a kind of a Dave thing and give you like a bonus for this episode. But Feinsman story is so damn goofy that i think i'm gonna save it i don't think it could be a full story but it might be a like a maybe a patreon bonus or even just a if we if we're down on episodes to, to fill in because it's it, we, we wouldn't be able to talk about it for like a half hour but we'd laugh about it for a good 15 minutes so i'm gonna save that but i will give you an important piece of information and it has to do with events i'm gonna give you one thing from this goofy ass story Guess what special ability, ability yeah, what ability they had, and I'll give you a hint. We're starting to learn that fucking every goddamn thing in Star Wars has this ability. The Force. Yep. Force sensitive. Oh, my. Uh. <laughs> Feinsmen are Force sensitive, although they didn't think they were Force sensitive. They had another explanation for it, which leads into their goofiness. So I'm just going to leave that out there for when we actually get to that special episode. Like, what is the Force? Like, what does, does he have the Force or does he just sense the Force? Well, you know what I mean? Like, what what makes him? What's his power? I guess his power. Okay, so as a fi- actually, you know, um, I might jump ahead here, but if I if I repeat myself, it's it's fi- it's fine. It's all part of his story. He kind of had like a he thought it was like a sixth sense or almost like a clairvoyancy. He would sit and meditate. He'd get a job. It's like, Oh, I, you know, I don't know where I put my keys. Right. He'd go sit on the couch and meditate before he took the job. And like, all of a sudden he'd be like, uh, they're under the hat in the closet. And he'd, he'd wake up and he'd be like, he'd go into the closet. He'd lift off the hat. There's the keys. He thought he was just, you know, super insightful and could figure these things out through meditation. It turns out his force sensitivity was like giving him visions of where these people, things or when you get to events, things that were going to happen, that was where his force sensitivity came in. Okay. And he like, gives little hints. Listen, <laughs> just for your own good, don't go to Burning Man this year. <laughs> well, don't ask why. Just don't go. If you go to Burning Man and someone hands you a bottle of water, you should pass. Especially <laughs> if it's no. been opened. So, Zuckus, like I said, he came from a long lineage of Feinsmen. And when you're a good Feinsman on Gand, that is your job. It's not a hobby. It's not like ghost hunting. You know, that's your actual thing. <laughs> and his family was, like, really super good at it to the point that it was their family business. He went into the family trade, and eventually him and his second cousin, Lu Daoud, inherited Lou? the family business. <laughs> Lu Daoud. I thought that was going to be Lu's name. But no, it's yeah. Sexy Walker or whatever it was. <laughs> she didn't read that much into this. <laughs> There's a lot to read in this one. 
So Zuckus and Ludal Ud kept this lineage going, and actually they were probably one of the top of their family and actually improved the reputation of this lineage of linesmen. Mm. Like like I just said, Zuckus, he really had this unmatched ability to meditate and know exactly whatever it was he was to do able to accomplish it so much that he got the really stupid nickname of the uncanny one <laughs> that is stupid of all nicknames that might be one of the worst yeah who called him that you know uh, he actually named himself that and it didn't really catch yeah. on oh okay yeah Giving yourself a nickname is uh, definitely the best way to make sure it catches up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. That's why Lou Dalud called himself Lou the Meat Dalud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, Zuckus he made the jump from being a finesman to a bounty hunter. Uh, he he did this out of necessity because the Empire invaded Gan and they took over the the, the planet. The need for a finesman was like eliminated because like the empire would be like okay where's the uh nearest weapons depot they'd flip on a computer switch and it would scan it and find it in seconds they didn't have to sit and meditate and think about this shit they actually had we technology have siri to find now it. Also. Yeah, exactly <laughs> siri <laughs> siri where are my keys where are the gand weapons <laughs> <laughs> the gand weapons are in the closet under the hat <laughs> there you go. <laughs> thank you thank you siri no problem uh <laughs> No problem. Yeah, this- <laughs> let me let me ask. I'm gonna ask Siri that. Okay. Uh-huh. Where are the keys? <laughs> Siri, where are the weapons? Answer me, bitch. <laughs> okay. You're being I reported to the FBI. The where are the weapons? Uh, it just says Battlefield 4 collectibles weapons location guide. <laughs> okay. The FBI uh, are on their way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So after being pretty much. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Obsolete on his planet. Zuckus was one of the first Gan Feinsmen. Not not one, I'm sorry. I take that back. I don't want to discredit him. He was the first Gan Feinsmen to leave his home planet and continued actually being a Feinsman. There have been other Gan Feinsmen that left, but they ended up being like managing Cinnabons and shit. Apparently. <laughs> they got homesick. I'm on home. Dude, you just triggered me. Now I really want dessert. Thanks. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. That's what you're here for me to do. What? Yeah. I fucked that up. There we go. It had to be one tonight. (laughs) So so this is, this is, this took me, this entry, this part of the story. There's a lot of part of the stories that I actually had to sit there and reread and piece together and understand what they're saying. I think at this part of the story, they're trying to explain something about the GAN that actually, if I'm right, is interesting. And if it's, if I'm wrong, uh, then I don't know what the hell they're trying to say. There are, I think the story goes that the Gans are like a really self-deprecating species, like so much that they have absolutely no pride or self-confidence in themselves at all, that they don't have words uh, in the first person tense. They don't have eyes and me's that they're always, everything's third person because they are so, maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit of everything, shy, self-deprecation embarrassment that they can't acknowledge themselves in their own sentence when they're talking about themselves, which is interesting. I've never heard of that being a thing in any culture. So I don't know if someone was really clever and made that up or if that is actually (laughs) something they found in history somewhere. Zuckus doesn't deserve Hagen does. (laughs) (laughs) When I heard Tim laugh, I was like, there's going to be something coming. (laughs) Oh, now I want ice cream. God damn you guys. <laughs> I want a Cinnabon with a scoop of ice cream on top of it. Yeah. So does. <laughs> so when he left his planet, he had to learn how to speak the way most of the world, or the rest of the community did, especially in bounty hunting. So he learned the words I and me by studying Karelian dialect. So even though he was a Gand, he was basically speaking like he ha- was born and raised on Karelia, which ended up, since this was such a different way from what he learned to speak, ended up giving him a split personality disorder. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which is really, actually, was kind of interesting. On one hand, when he's working, he's like this Karelian bounty hunter. When he's home alone, he's like Tim says, Zuckus doesn't deserve Hagen does. He like, I will, Sherman, I will Sherman take Trump. the Hagen does. 
but I don't deserve it. <laughs> exactly. no, Zuckus doesn't deserve it. Zuckus doesn't deserve <laughs> it. He's arguing with himself as Zuckus <laughs> and as I. This is actually kind of awesome. It is. It's yeah. that's kind of like this crazed fly. Yeah, a crazed fly. <laughs> so Zuckus will spear the Hagendaz on his belly for he can't put it into it. <laughs> You're you're saying like the SNL character, <laughs> yeah. who, um, who is that? Uh, the Mike oh. Myers one? Yeah, yeah, Sprockets yeah. Was the same theater or something? <laughs> now the time of Sprockets when we dance with Zuckus dances. <laughs> so now that he is able to communicate with the rest of the galaxy, once he left Gan, he actually was a pretty immediate success as a bounty hunter and proved himself. Uh, a competent bounty hunter, a, a successful bounty hunter, and he quickly joined the Bounty Hunters Guild. He landed his first big profile or high-profile job when he was partnered up with Boosh, and this is the real Boosh, before his outfit got oh. stolen. And I was I was just hoping, fingers crossed, as I was clicking, that when I read the story that this is where how Boosh lost his outfit, but unfortunately it was not. Cool. Yeah, it would have been fun, but it was they were hunting a Jedi general named Cal Justice, which sounds real familiar. I don't know if he's come up in another story. Maybe the Forlom one. Cal Justice or Kai? I guess it's Kai. I'm sorry, that's a, that's an I, not an L. Oh, there it is, General Kai. Kai. Oh, uh, that's the chick. That's like when you go to the page. There's a there's a picture of Zuckus and Boosh and a big titty. Catwoman, and then the the, yeah. law, the the horse face lady in the front is the horse face lady. Oh, she's not the big titty cat. Kind of justice. Ah, why the long face? <laughs> I was born that way. <laughs> so that was this is uh, this is doing the research, and it's very reminiscent of Tim's Forlom story. We start getting into like super detail of every hunt he's been on. I didn't do that for this particular one because there was like, it's, it's a hunt. They hunted her here. They found her there. She escaped. They found her again. They got paid. Nothing interesting in there. <laughs> I saved it for some, uh, better, uh, story come, or one in particular coming up. But in, let's see before that, let's get to, uh, I think I need to get to, uh, where he's actually get partner. So, um, so needless to say, he got through the car, just these thing, whatever he got paid. News of success, (laughs) success. it reaches home planet, and um, what is this? Okay, so his success reaches home planet. The news of it, I should say, uh, much of the like the everyday run of the mill Gan just thought you know he was insane to be a bounty hunter, but there was a small group of Gans that Zuckus was now inspiring to become bounty hunters. So it's like kind of a little like uh. Oh, I was going to say 4-H, but that's not right. So his little uh, fan club, I guess, is starting to build. His entourage. His entourage. There you go. 4-H. Yeah. 4-H club. This 4 doing paper club. mache masks. Yep. So uh, outside of the Bounty Hunters Guild, it started, his success started to draw the attentions of the Huts, and that was like kind of like the biggest clients for all Bounty Hunters. And he was hired, and this is where he met his partner, Forlom. Now, as far as those two meeting up and I think it was Endura the Hut, I didn't write it down. That story is told in the Forlom episode. I completely skipped over how they got matched up because as soon as I read it, I remembered everything Tim had said. No sense to go through that again. But what we didn't talk about in Forlom was their first assignment, and this thing is awesome. They were partnered up, and they were assigned or this is really strange because they're bounty hunters but their hunt was for the yavin i'm gonna screw this up Vas vasilica that's how i'm gonna say because i gotta say it like 50 times here vasilica it's not a thing i mean i'm sorry it's not a person it's a thing it is a priceless gem studded statue Hmm. would you hire a bounty hunter for that yeah really you wouldn't hire (laughs) like an archaeologist to find that shit yeah right yeah i'd rather hire, hire indy yeah right. i mean like uh, finding a person tracking someone's one thing but finding a thing unless they're finding a person who has the thing which maybe is where this is going but that, that, that just seems strange but that's just the tip of the iceberg of this story so i'll move on here the 
I'm probably going to say it wrong. Uh, Basilica, it was considered to be a myth by almost everybody because basically no one had any idea where it was, except eventually they stumbled on one person who claimed they did know. And this was some insane elderly businessman named Ilian Webble, which is my favorite name of all of Star Wars now. <laughs> it sounds like a Muppet. It does, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now... The, it was this is on Zuckus Forlom and now a third team member, a Tuscan Raider named Sardu Salo, were racing. Hello, hello, we're racing to find Webble and to get to the, the last uh, or get to the location of the Basilica before their competition. And that's not a word I made up. That is a word that is in this um this this article. Their competition. So basically, what we're talking about now, as you're about to see unfold, is the Amazing Race Star Wars edition. <laughs> so they reached the last. <laughs> they reached the last known whereabouts of Webble, but when they got there, another team had already found him and snatched him up. Are you, you guys ready to hear what this team is? Ready. All right. Team Empire. We're gonna Han Solo, Lando yeah. Calrissian, Chewbacca. And Greedo. <laughs> what? All working together? Yes. Is this, I wonder if this is in that book, Scoundrels. Oh, I don't know. I wonder. I don't think so. I, I think I read Scoundrels and I don't remember this at all. Okay. So I also not. could be completely wrong. So, there's <laughs> also that. so Han and Greedo are working together. Yes. The final week. Yeah. Gonna, right. Okay. Yeah. I know, right. <laughs> and again, another situation where oh, it hasn't happened yet, but you see where this is going. Zuckus and Forlom are going to have interacted with Han Solo, yet we get the impression that they don't have a history until Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But I anyway. blame Rusty Miller for this. <laughs> yeah, damn you, Rusty. I agree. <laughs> so. All right, we're just we're kind of we're getting we're getting into the real story here for this particular hunt. So now that you know the the team Solo or Landlo, we'll call him Landlo. It's Landlo, Lando, and Solo. Landlo <laughs> has gotten a Webble. I love that name. <laughs> they trace of like, of like Benifer. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. They managed to, to trace the uh, the Falcon's kind of exhaust trail or whatever, and 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 figured out where they went. So they followed the Falcon's path. They caught up to the Millennium Falcon. They saw it parked on a planet, but it wasn't alone. When they got there, there was a second famous ship parked right next to it. Slave One. It is Slave One. Oh my God! <laughs> so get this, okay? I don't know if this is an amazing race element or not, but Boba Fett. In this story, was hired by Jabba the Hutt to protect Han Solo so that Solo's team could vine the Basilica. <sighs> yeah, so he's like he's being the Pete Rose and fixing the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Boba Fett, uh, like I said, he 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 wasn't there. Boba Fett had followed the Falcon as well. He wasn't there with Solo, so he hadn't found Solo yet. So he was about to find him. These this group of Bounty hunters show up. Fett knocks everybody out but Zuckus and persuades Zuckus to use his legendary uncanny ability to locate Solo for him. So Zuckus took a few minutes to meditate. Bam, popped in his head. He led Fett to a nearby village where Solo and crew was in prison. Now, why they're imprisoned, I didn't dig deep to, but let's. Solo's taking a shit. He's, yeah, right, he's wiping. Path, yeah. If you hurry. He's in the bathroom at Tim Hortons around the corner. <laughs> yeah, too many Timbits. Tim, oh, I love those things. And I love their coffee. They do have good coffee. Yeah. So Zuckus led him to this this prison. At the same time, as they're walking through this village, a third amazing team, amazing race team arrives. <laughs> Who is this? Take a get. Considering the characters we have in this, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you guys a couple guesses, and we'll see the, what you get. Luke and Leia now. No, or no, okay, no, and that's. I see where you're going. Think more of Zuckus and Forlom realm. Is it what? what gonna Den- and Dengar. Dengar. Uh, Dengar is going to be there. <laughs> IG88 and, and Bosk. Yeah. You guys got it. Dengar, 
Bosk and IG eighty eight B. This sounds like a, this sounds like the Star Wars episode of Wacky Races. It is, right now. It is. It's like the Cannonball Run. Well, yeah, like know? Mudley, you know, and Mud- who's who's a da- dastardly dude, whatever's. <laughs> get that, the that, webble, That's what this is. Get the webble. <laughs> Is, when this did this story a, come out? Like, is this like a mid nineties thing? It probably, because, like, yeah. I know that you guys have talked this to death on this show, but like, I don't. I just I can't understand why there are only like twenty characters in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's a big fucking galaxy, you know. And it seems like nobody ever, ever wanted to invite invent somebody new, or when they did, they were just horrible. Yeah, that was horrible, or as a one off, just as a. Almost like a MacGuffin character to get something done, so you could, so that you could actually get all the characters you knew together. You're right, like, yeah. um, like Dash Rendar. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we don't have Han Solo. Here's Dash Rendar. Yeah, <laughs> redheaded. I don't know. I know you guys have Han. talked this to death on the show, but it's just like every time I hear it, it's just it's aggravating. Oh, I didn't tell you the part <laughs> where Yoda <laughs> comes in, and no, all right, that didn't <laughs> yeah, with a goose open. And this is before Empire Strikes Back, so Yoda was wearing a Groucho glasses and a schnoz, so that no one rec- <laughs> so no one would recognize him later. <laughs> I think I I'm not going to go through the entire damn page again because it is a long. This is the Legends page, obviously it's a long entry, but I kind of. I have a memory of this being a comic while I was putting my notes together. I don't know that that's right, but I'm thinking this is from a comic, which just sounds zany enough to be a comic, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yes, the team of Bosk, Dengar, and IG-88B, they arrive, they come tromping into the village. Melee ensues when the three teams are there, and I can imagine that there's like a like a, a, a Canadian football-level passing of the the least whatever it's called back and forth and laterals and shit <laughs> until someone finally has it in fact the person that has it and right it, as if Lou set this up for me a jazzle mofet a think of a, a different coloring of aura sing grabs it in the middle of all this and takes off you know we've never seen her before <laughs> we'll never see her again yet she creates conflict for this story and like I, and like i just said we're never going to see her again after this you didn't see this coming, Jackoff. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell was that? <laughs> so, in the and then I will tell you, this is where I, I even I, I was enjoying writing this, and even at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm done. There is a there has to be at least another three or four entries of how one team had it, and then the other team got it, and then this one got it. I skipped right through all that shit, and in the end, the Basilica, whatever the hell it's called was finally in Zuckus and Forlom's hands. They got on the ship, took off, delivered it to Jabba. They won the amazing race. Jabba job, drops guys. in the shatters. <laughs> oh, I just bought I it to break it. To break it. I thought that was candy inside. <laughs> I thought those were my keys. Yeah. Always oh, comes back to the keys. The one fun little tidbit, and this is actually, I don't know if this is, again, actually in the story or if someone is bridging gaps in the Wikipedia page, but between all the traveling, the bribing, and the chaos they went through to get this goddamn thing, they actually were in the hole more money than the bounty paid. So they were actually, yeah, they were still in the red after this entire job, which is kind of funny because it leads them into their next thing. Again, I don't know if that's part of the story, which it could be, or if someone bridged it in in Wikipedia, but either way, that explains why they just, you know, go on to their their next uh, gig or whatever you want to call it. Like, looks like it's red beans and ramen for a month. <laughs> yep. So now that they were uh, uh, strapped for cash, they went back to the guild for work. And after all this mess, uh, Forlom and Zuckus went on a little bit of a break. So they, they kind of split up. Or not split up, on a, break. on a break. Exactly. Just like that show that I'd never watched. <laughs> <laughs> So Zuckus was partnered with Bosk for a little bit at this point in his life. Oh, hey. And they hated each other. They absolutely positively hated each other. And the only good story to come out of this partnership is that there was they, they the only thing they hated more was Boba Fett. So they were trying to sabotage Boba Fett's ship on the way to a guild council meeting, but these two got in each other's way so damn much that they didn't 
realize that Boba Fett actually ended up sabotaging their ship and they got uh, blowed up on the way to the console and Boba Fett ended up doing whatever he was going to do that they tried to stop in the first place. They're trying to cross wires and yeah. Boba Fett's behind them tying their shoelaces exactly. together. Exactly. That's exactly nah, how dude, this it was out. definitely a banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to fall We're not going to fall on the banana in the tailpipe. Oh, man. So... At this point in history, for both Zuckus and the bounty hunters in general, the bounty hunter bounty hunters guild started to fall apart, and Boba Fett tried to start his own little faction. And he, one of the first people he hired was Zuckus. Pretty much nothing went right for Zuckus during this entire engagement or this employment through Boba Fett's guild. So he just gave up completely on any organized bounty hunting. And him and Forlong. Got into stripping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Exoskeleton <laughs> stripping. Who's got two dicks and is going to show them to you? This guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Forlong. Where's the, the balls? The Forlong's second dick makes up for the balls. Ain't got none. <laughs> suck it. Come on. Uh, it's, so- not gonna, it's not going to zuck itself. <laughs> <laughs> These two Sounds dicks good. ain't going to zuck each other. <laughs> Uh, that was good. That was good. So, uh, yeah, they, they're on the independent circuit now, and they're actually doing really well. They are doing so well that uh, Zuckus finally has enough capital to invest in his own ship, which he hasn't had up to this point. So he finally has a ship, and he names it the Mist Hunter after the the mists of his planet Gand and all that shit. I don't know. There's probably more to it, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. So with this new ship, they had kind of a, another good run of success, and they're actually doing really well up until the point where, and Tim told the story, but I don't think we went to the detail of what happened. They caught a bounty, and it was a woman, and she was so desperate to not be caught I believe she was uh, for the Empire. This. Yeah, that she just was like like kicking and flailing and grabbing anything that she could to get away. Ends up pulling off Zucka's ventilator mask, and he breathed in toxic oxygen. Yeah. Yep. And Tim told this story. The oxygen damaged yeah. his lungs. And I seem to, I seem to remember the opening uh, stinger was just like, and he was in terrible pain. <laughs> was t- yes. I just remember laughing. I have that note. I have the note of, of Tim saying that when we actually see him in Empire Strikes Back, Zuckus is in horrible pain. I remember the stinger. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's funny. So that leads to the Forlom story. If you don't know it, um, Forlom is kind of take, doing all the work now. He, Zuckus is basically dying. Forlom takes anything he can. He kind of has a bromance going with uh, Zuckus, which you can all you can hear all about this in the Forlom episode. Um, that actually leads into the for into the torn fire episode. Um, long story short, again, I encourage you to listen to that episode for the details. They took the bounty, uh, from, uh, Darth Vader and they were searching for Han Solo. So they went to Hoth where they knew he was. He of course escaped. They came across a damaged ship, the bright hope, which never got away and was kind of floating in Hoth's orbit during everything else that happened in empire strikes back they meet torn far torn far actually ends up being uh, befriending them and getting zuckus medical help and at this point zuckus and forlom become rebel agents so i have a little detail on zuckus's part of that which we didn't get into the other episodes so for that uh the first assignment that Zuckus was given as a rebel agent was to intercept Boba Fett on his way to Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. I don't know why I said it like a gangster Jabba there. Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt and rescue the Carbonite frozen Han Solo before he delivered him to, to Jabba. So, well, as history has shown just in this episode alone, outsmarting Boba Fett is not an easy thing to do, <laughs> yeah. but Zuckus tried. He formed another crack team involving... Bosk, Dengar, and IG-88, and I just don't know why anyone ever built a team around Dengar. 
He's going to go steal that big gigantic candy bar for ourselves. So the idea was to meet with, he was going to meet with Fett and distract him while Forlorn, those, these guys were going to meet with Fett, I guess have a beer, talk about old times, and Forlorn was going to slip on a slave one and rescue Han Solo. Well, on the way to this meeting, I don't know if Fett thought about it or saw it right away, but he sensed that this is going to be a double cross. So he was actually on Slave One when Forlom tried to sneak on, and he shot him right in the head and blasted him apart like C three PO and Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. See, Forlom has has the problem is when he tries to sneak around, he tiptoes, but he makes that cartoon noise, ding 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 ding, yeah, ding exactly. everywhere he goes. <laughs> so yeah, it it completely. Uh, it completely destroys the element of surprise because right. you can hear that hear, hear the sneaking coming up. That and the of the gyros, <laughs> like when C three PO is walking through yeah. the desert, <laughs> or the servos, not the gyros, servos. Uh, but luckily, I mean, the head, even though it was a headshot, some of Forlom's processes are still intact. He was able to actually send a signal to Zuckus. Zuckus caught up with Slave One. He boarded it stupidly. And of course, he didn't get the better of Boba Fett, and he was put into Slave One, one of Slave One's holding cells. Beady, 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 help. Beady, beady, beady. <laughs> I must go and help my partner. <laughs> so, much like a supervillain from a Bond movie, Fett <laughs> just couldn't shoot them and be done with it. No, he had sure. to do this elaborate, actually non Boba Fett like <laughs> killing. And what he did was there was a speeder bike on Slave One. So, he pulled out the speeder bike. He bound and gagged Zuckus and tied him to the speeder bike. He pulled out a hover sled, attached the hover sled to the speeder bike, and threw Forlom's parts on there. Do you expect me to talk, Mr. Fett? <laughs> yeah. No, Mr. Lom, I expect you to die. <laughs> then, he threw, for some inexplicable reason, he threw a set of spare Mandalorian armor on Forlom, or I mean on, on Zuckus. He kicked on the what? speeder bike. He brought Slave One down to the surface of the planet, but still flying opened up the the cargo bay door and then kicked on the speeder bike so the speeder bike went racing out of slave one and like to its doom on the planet for again just by complete and utter stupid luck he managed to kick the speeder bike right out onto the ground in eyesight of boss who was looking through his <laughs> sniper rifle saw what he thought was a mandalorian racing out of Slave one on a speeder bike, and he shot the speeder bike to disable it, thinking he went and got the better of Vet, but inadvertently he actually saved Zuckus and Forlom. <laughs> that one might be That's the worst. So incredibly elaborate for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like a Bond villain. <laughs> yeah. So even with this, Zuckus continued to work with the Rebel Alliance. He was with them all the way through the Battle of Endor. And once the Empire was defeated, he took some time for Zuckus for himself, I guess. Vacation well, time. Yeah, and he's talking to himself in third person, apparently, according to my notes. So first order of business, he was going to repair Forlom, which he did. But there was one catch. The damage that headshot was so severe that the only way to get him Forlom fully repaired was to do a complete memory wipe. He did it, and after that, Forlom just was not the same before that. Oh. He, had, he, did, he didn't recognize him. Well, he had no memory of anything to do with the Rebel Alliance. That oh. was all gone. So he had no desire to go back with them. He did remember about the bounty hunting. He did remember his, I guess, primary protocol, which is like for love of money. That's where the, we discussed the name came from. So the duo did one last job together, which I started to write the notes out, and then I decided I'm going to sum it up into one sentence, summarize it into one sentence, and say they did the Ocean Elevens in Ocean Elevens. <laughs> oh, shit, I fucked it up. Ocean's Eleven in the Star Wars galaxy. That's what this came down to. It was Ocean's Eleven Three Eight. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Ocean's One One. Yep, they ripped off a That's casino. Good. That was oh. it. Uh. Then after that, they went their separate ways. And every time I see separate ways, I start hearing that Journey song play. Journey. If he ever hurts you. Is that my McDonald again? Yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's it? There was no death for either of those guys? Oh, or we're, we're not done Yeah, we're not. Oh, okay. I'm not done. They're just separated. So Forlom, go listen to the Forlom story for his. Now we're in the Zuckus. We're in his golden years. He still continues the bounty hunt, but he's like, he's just 
n- not never as good as he was. It just it makes me think of uh uh what is it the end of Goodfellas where um what's his name tries to sell like gun silencers and shit, but he just he fails at everything mob like <laughs> at the end of his before he gets arrested. Ray Liotta's character, I can't think of the character. Oh uh, uh, yeah. So he just he is not quite getting uh, again. He's not hitting the the marks he uses. He's, he's doesn't have the the popularity or the clout he had before. His reputation is pretty much no one remembers him anymore. His health starts to deteriorate again. Even though he he had uh, gotten some treatment from the Rebel Alliance or the New Republic, now it it wasn't enough for the damage that he actually had got. Not caught up with him. His years of bounty hunting caught up with him. He got sloppy. He eventually got arrested and caught. He was incarcerated, but it was Cornhole. it was by the New Republic, and they took into consideration his work with the Rebel Alliance at the time, and they they put him in a very nice minimum security prison and gave him as much health care as they could. They even tried to get him some psychiatric help. Uh, during this, <laughs> he was finally determined. Uh, officially classified as schizophrenic with multiple personality disorders. Uh, he was actually deemed a danger to himself and others, which meant even if he survived his sentence, he pretty much wasn't going to get out. Uh, during the last years of his life, he would meditate uh, with his uncanniness to try to envision how he'd actually die. He never figured it out, but he saw all the possibilities that he worried about not coming true. He was he was afraid he'd be killed by Vader for some reason. <laughs> uh, he often thought one way or another he'd be killed by Forlom, and he kind of saw Forlom's future until the end of, of Forlom's, uh, I don't know if you say life with a droid, his, his existence, saw that Forlom never came and got him. And after that, he just kind of, uh, kind of, Passed, passed off silently and ironically un, uncannily, I guess, maybe. I don't know. You could say. But he, he was a whiz at shoots and ladders there <laughs> in the psychiatric. Yeah. I love the ladders. I hate the shoots. <laughs> Time to die. Time for Zuckus to die. <laughs> so oh. X is on eyes. That yeah. is the highlights of Zuckus. Now, there is more to it if you want to read it. Uh, I, it's not, they weren't that fun to talk about, but with that, Tim actually pointed us out before we recorded. I didn't realize that with that, that is all the bounty hunters. 219 episodes later, we finally covered all the major bounty hunters. So I do have some behind the scenes information. Most of this is the last episode of star Wars. Thank you for the (laughs) ride. everyone. (laughs) Don't say that people are actually going to believe that. And then we're going to get Facebook (laughs) messages. Yeah. Behind don't the scenes stuff, Tim. Uh, what'd you say, Chris? No, I, I, said, I said, I said, oh. don't. End. I thought Chris added something to that. No. <laughs> so, um, behind the scenes stuff, Chris's names alluded to a lot of this. Zuckus was played by Catherine Monroe in The Empire Strikes Back. Now, I will ask what is always <laughs> asked: it, Have you guys met her? Nope. <laughs> Thank you, Lou. <laughs> There's Lou. Chris and I have not met her, but I have seen her doing conventions. Um, so there may be a time in sometime in the future that we will get Catherine Monroe to sign uh, our poster. She, um, we do, we do have her autograph through the mail, though. I do know that. I got her on one of my cards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But she also uh, helped puppeteer um, Yoda. She was Yoda's oh, cool. hand. Okay. She was one of Yoda's hands in, in, in Empire Strikes Back as well. Yeah, Catherine Monroe. Um, the costume was... Oh, ba- oh. Oh, sorry. You know who else? She she, uh, she worked with Jim Henson a lot. She oh, cool. Okay. Was, um, uh, she was one of the... one uh, Not not the... She was she was the purple female Fraggle. Oh, okay. I think. Nice. Uh, I know I know. She, she worked a lot on Fraggle Rock. I think she was the purple female Fraggle. Okay. I can't remember her name. I don't know the Fraggles well, but I know, yeah. I know the fra- what the Fraggles are. I just don't know them by name. Yeah. The costume, it was based on a Ralph McQuarrie and John, is it, is it Malo? M-O-L-O? Malo, yeah. Malo. John Malo design. Uh, mask was crafted by Stuart Freeborn. That's a name I've, I've heard Tim say many times. Yeah, he's uh, the guy who uh, created the Yoda 
Gotcha. Yeah, yes, among okay. other things. Among other, many, many other things. The Wikipedia page was actually pretty good at listing some of the materials made for it, and I was going to start listing them, but it's 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 better to read and click on the pictures and look for pictures that lead to it, because I could describe it to you. Uh, but I think it's much better to see it. But they they talked about the details how they got like I will give one. They used uh, Stuart Freeborn used bubble wrap, simple bubble wrap in the lenses of the eyes to give that fly look that we we're just talking about. Oh neat, yeah, and some other stuff like that. That's the one that I can most relate to because I know what bubble wrap is. The other stuff I didn't know I had to look it up. But when I looked it up, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So if, if you're into costuming and and kind of how this stuff was pieced together with uh it, it, with you know designing an alien that doesn't exist that this article is actually pretty good it's at the bottom of the four law or uh, four law, i fucked up already the suck is uh, <laughs> legends article on wikipedia uh let's see that actually leads to the uh, the famously mislabeled kenner action figure and like we said Right in the opening of the show is one of those things that just wasn't. The the article says it wasn't caught by Lucasfilm until like 1989. I I think it just wasn't acknowledged. I mean, I think someone had to have seen this on the shelves and taken it to someone and said, "Look, it's backwards," and went, "Eh, it fucking cares. It's a movie." Kids, kids don't care. Kids don't read. Exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah. But the official acknowledgement of the mistake was in the 1989 publication of Star Wars of uh, Star Wars Galaxy Guide Three: The Empire Strikes Back. The figures were listed and their names were correctly identified this time. But of course, with this be having a massively long lineage, and I think I've actually was there when Chris bought this. For the 30th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back at Celebration 5, Hasbro released a two-pack of Zuckus and Forlom, and the names were backwards again. I yeah. got it right here. Yeah. <laughs> Some bitches. <laughs> so, um, Zuckus and Forlom, there was another set of actors that played them. Again, back to Chris's names, Robot Chicken. They appeared yeah. on there. Conan O'Brien was Zuckus and Andy Richter was Forlom, which is, I, I, great. I knew, but I forgot when I read that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I need to go see that again. <laughs> so with that, that is it for the Bounty Hunters. And that's all I got. And between that, episode 19 and 145, you can't get much more of Zuckus than we have covered <laughs> over the past six years of Star Wars and character. That was a good all episode. The Zuckus you can fit in your mouth right there. Yeah. Zuckus. <laughs> Zuck it all. Tim. Put it all in. Man, after all that talking. Do you got some feedback? I do. In fact, when I was putting together that Patreon vote and taking their comments, I, I actually I, I had known because I got the email alerts. I just forget about it. We have feedback through Patreon. I don't want to let that slip by. So these are all two messages from Patreon that are worth sharing. Three, actually. I take it back. One very short. Uh, Greg LaPlante brought his name up last hey. time. He said, first of all, Tim's right. Growing up so close to Philadelphia and New York City, we got a lot of local programming, especially kid shows. Steam Pipe Alley, Captain Noah and his Magical Arc, even the Al Albert Showcase. One more to add to the list, the Land of Hatchy Malachi. I totally remember the Land of Hatchy Malachi. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. Well, I know what we're talking about in extra minutes now. Okay. <laughs> and all this is over Lou's head. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, is this? I this is don't all know Greek. any of what you just mentioned. Well, we'll so. actually, we'll talk about all those and we'll fill Lou in on that. Then he said, loved Matt's grab at star stuff. Couldn't remember the name of it, but as soon as he started talking about the kid with the girl from the future, wow, major flashbacks. The thing I remember most about that show is the Laurel and Hardy clips. I actually forgot about that. That's true. He used to, the kid used to send Laurel and Hardy clips to the girl in space as like, like interstitials in the show. There's no reason he should be sending that to her other than the fact that they were, they were public domain and they needed to get onto the next scene. (laughs) Good stuff, boys. Again, that was from Greg LaPlante. Short message from Don John Duncan, and I think this is a, a message on a Swick Extra Minutes. He says, Matt dropped my favorite swear for fuck's sake. Well, thank you, John. That's one of my favorites as well. <laughs> and then this one uh, from Wesley, he said, hey, guy. Uh, I'm sorry. He says, hey, guys. You are the freaking best. I stumbled upon your podcast, and I've been listening for about a month. I'm almost caught up just now. I listen every day and y'all get me laughing and my coworkers going crazy. Can't oh, I'm sorry. My coworkers think I'm crazy and I can't wait for more episodes. You really helped my day go by PS. I heard your Halloween episode with David S pumpkins and I had to look it up and I just about peed my pants watching. <laughs> Keep up the great yes. work. Oh, well, thank you. Wesley. This, this, this episode might be out 
right around when this there's a David S. Pumpkins Halloween animated special on NBC. Yeah. There's we have a Madame Tussauds here in Orlando over on iDrive. Yeah. They have a David Pumpkins right now. I saw someone no. post a yep. picture. I saw someone post a picture of that. Yep. On uh, Instagram or something. Yeah. yeah. Matt, you have to go there for me. I might. I might. I might do that tomorrow. <laughs> uh, with that, we at least our Patreon supporter of the episode, and he may have been a, a supporter before, but since this is his pick, and it's so long overdue, and he has never said anything about uh, of having not done it yet. In fact, I, I, I almost suspect I will have a message in my uh, Facebook saying, I totally forgot about this. It's Erica Saris. Thank you, Eric, for your support. Uh, thank you for helping us out with Halloween this year. Uh, and uh, again, the Patreon support, I'm sure you know, it, it's what keeps everything online, keeps everything that we're doing going. Uh, I do need to work on a new pitch. I say that every episode. I need to work on a new thing that tells me I need to work on a new thing, but that'll all come sooner or later. But thank you, Eric. Check out Eric's art. He's also an artist, too. I'm going to give him yeah. a plug. Misfit Toys is his handle on everything that has to do with art, right, Chris? Yes. Misfit Toys. He was, we were, yeah, he was just at RetroCon. I was there last weekend with him, and he had all his prints up. He he draw, he he does like like Burn Ernie or the, mm-hmm. the, the Count Chocola, but with a twisty twisty little thing to it. Like It's a like dark and evil. He's really good. I have, I have his... Um, Frankenberry. He does Frankenberries yeah. like if they were kind of. It, it's not a. It's not a photorealistic, but it's more like a Frankenberry were a real person yes. type drawing. That's, I have that. In, I bought that from him. I have that in the studio. I'm looking at it right now. So yeah, yeah check he, out. He Miss, does, I'm sorry. Good. No, he does even the um. What's that cartoon that other kids like now? Um, Rick and Morty. King, King I. Oh uh, King no. Um, ah. I can picture it, but I don't know its name. Yeah, it's a major with the with the candy guy and the king, ice king. Adventure, oh, Adventure time? time. Yes, yes. that's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those characters he draws too. Like he said like, the kids. Oh, like he was them. actually drawing. Oh, this is this connects to the show. <laughs> he was actually sketching a Zuckus and Forlom. Oh, nice. As Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, that's awesome. Ah! yeah, really good. It was. It was. He, he couldn't. He wasn't happy. With it, but I was like, "Damn, that's good." <laughs> you didn't take it from him. That does suck. No. Here, let me throw it out for you. <laughs> yeah, it was in his book. Yeah, here I'll just throw that out for you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, check it out, Misfit Toys. Uh, that's I know for a fact is is uh, his social media stuff. It's also his Etsy store because that's where I bought the store. So um, so check check that out. So thank you, Eric, once again, and thank you everyone on Patreon. Thank you very much, Eric. Thank you. Well, now it's time for trivia. Yep. And I can't find the scores, but they're... Oh, I remember what they are, because they're 12, 13, 13, 13. I don't That's need right. to find the scores. That's right. And I got a point from from the listeners. <laughs> you did. You from, the, did. from the children. From the children. There was, and there's proof. From the children. <laughs> proof. <laughs> this is That's the one not time there's proof. You, want. you don't You want know what's weird is I... I had a, a customer just the other day. We were talking about um, Harvey and uh, Weinstein, all the shit he's doing. And then this customer who I love, her name's Kate. She's she's pretty as hell. She goes, oh, and then there's that Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I go, wait a minute. I said Michael Jackson was phenomenal. And she goes, I can't listen to his music ever since all that shit came out. I said, you know what? There's no proof of that. It's his word uh. against theirs, and he's gone. And she goes, Chris, I can't talk to you about this. <laughs> yeah. I can't listen to this. And you anymore. said, you're not pretty anymore. You're no, ugly. She's, she's still pretty. <laughs> I'm going to go out to my van and fall out of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been fine. I, I've been careful. Have you actually been careful? Have you just been lucky? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I've been holding on. I've been, I've been really, you know, I'm not like, I'm not rushing. I'm not trying, you know, I'm just taking my time. He's been using the handles. I have, I have, but I did jam my forehead with my fingernail, with my thumbnail the other day and it, it cut it, it cut my forehead. Ah. Sounds like you're being real careful, bud. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where am He's I? Being real careful with the van, but with his forehead, not so much. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> All right. So Chris, you are up yes. first. 
Let me get a point and you guys get nothing. Come on. No, I'll do my best. Okay. All right. Where did Vader and Luke start their duel? Where did Vader and Luke start their duel? In a town that wasn't big enough for both of them. <laughs> Where did they start it? Like in the, the carbon freezing chamber on Bespin. That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was listening to um, someone Someone mentioned it was Ted, Ted Dessick Jr., another longtime supporter and artist as well. He, um, we, uh, the, the post on Facebook was who, who was uh, Lou sitting in for this week, and, and Ted, I don't even know what he said last time. He said something like last time Tim was AWOL, the episode where you played yeah. his clips were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back and I because someone asked what that episode was I went back and listened to it and we made the joke about Chris saying like his answers were like 18 sentences to make sure he got everything he possibly could that just reminded me of that when you said the carbon freezing chamber investment in Empire Strikes Back it's like you were like trying to cover all your bases that's right because and that and you didn't want and you're saying about there too somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah, well Rusty's answer is above the carbon freezing chamber Yes, Chris, you're at 13. Lucky 13 with the rest yes. of us now. Right now we're tied. Yes. If a meteor came down, three meteor and broke into three and killed me, Lou, and Tim, you'd be tied. But if I hang up now, I'm more tied. <laughs> That's not how it works. Okay. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Lou, you're up. All right, let's do it. All right. Oh, this, you're going to get this. What color were the flying vehicles used to guard Cloud City? What color were the flying vehicles used to guard Cloud City? Uh, wait, were they red or were they orange? Shit. Nope. He's asking uh, you. Maybe we're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt's I the one who asked think... the questions. Uh, is that from your phone or is that from a soundboard? What That's that? from my phone. Well, it's um, from my. It's from the soundboard on my phone. <laughs> shit, I don't know. I think they were red. Final answer? Sure. They were orange. Yeah! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm scared now. You're colorblind. I don't know. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, Dave. Thank Oops. you, Lou. I'll pay you later. I mean, that wasn't intentional, I'll pay but you you're later. <laughs> the check's in the mail. All right. Okay. That was up. Me. Okay. What was the surgeon droid's name? Harder. It's Ooh, one of two. It's 21B or FX7. Now, which is which? Because was one the doctor and one the surgeon? I'm going to guess because he has arms and can actually, in, instead of just that one thing that, that just poked out and poked back in, like FX7, <laughs> that's 21B. <laughs> 21B. So 167. 21B. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, he spelled it out. T O O O N E B E E. I've never seen 21B spelled out like that. That's how you should have answered it, man. I was, I think I, it is, I, when I said it, I said the numbers. So I guess I'm wrong. No. <laughs> I think it's that on the action figure back in the day. Did it really? I think. Oh, okay. Well, they, they used to like put like the C three P like we normally do the letter C number three, and then underneath it in parentheses it would write like they'd write it out C three P O S E E three P O. Gotcha. All right. Well, all I know is that I'm in, I'm ahead right now. Great kid. Don't, Don't get, get cocky. cocky. <laughs> all, right. all right, Tim, you ready? I'm ready. How? Where is it? How did R two D two free? Wait, oh, I'm sorry. I misheard. How did R2-D2 get free from the swap monster in Dagobah? Took out his dick. <laughs> How did he get free? Yes. How did he get free? I'm going to see the answer. To see if uh, I'm sure it's in the oh. book, but in the movie, he, the, the thing just spits him out. <laughs> Final answer? Final answer, the thing just spits him out. And the answer is, it spit him out. You almost got it, word for word. Yay. You know how to write like an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like All right. Little chubby ginger. All right, these down. So, 
With that, we have got Chris and Dave at 13 and Matt and Tim at 14. Mm-hmm. Still damn close with six episodes to go in this round. Me and Dave are right in your ass. Six episodes. Add a dollar for every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, thank you for telling us all about Zuckus. Zuckus, Chris. Thank you for having us, Zuckus. It was, it was good. And join us next time where I'm going to try to discuss Booma. The fuck is that? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is that a thing you want? I ain't saying anything. People wait. Well, I'm gonna Google it. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.